it's the PJ Party Podcast. P is for Paul, J is for Jenny. Welcome. Thank you for listening to it. Here's some questions that are called not boring questions. Jenny had said today that she would rather do this than a board game. Yes. Right? I don't really like board games. I like drinking games and I like um, like question games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I'd, here, I'll ask you some questions and we'll have a really fun time. If I could play one game of Monopoly like a year, really? I would be stoked. Like, I'm not, like I don't want to be one of these board game guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bless you if you are and go and please support the board game cafe through this horrible time here in Victoria. They're really good people who run that place. Or, you know, Settlers of Catan and all this. Oh, yeah, I've never done it. I've, I don't have interest in that. No, me neither. But, like, one game of Monopoly a year? I'm going to get down on that. Or maybe some Risk with a couple of good buddies and some drinks? I find that uh, puzzles is meditative for me, so I like that. We had a great joke today, because if you remember from a couple of weeks ago, Jenny was talking about her nudity puzzle. Yeah. And I said, honestly, Jen, if you never wanted me to see you naked, you could give me a nudity puzzle, and I would never, ever... <laughs> number one, I have no interest. Yeah. But also, I'm just so bad at puzzles that I, could, I couldn't do it. Oh, wow. I wouldn't be able to put it together, even... To to see someone naked. I would sift through and try and find a nipple and then be like, got it, okay. And just put it all on the fire. Guess what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> but like, how are, but, and, but I can't. Everyone mm. else, I'm like, hey guys, how about Monopoly? No, in my house, it's like, no, never. I hate it so much. I'm like, yeah, but you're not kids anymore. Yeah. Your dumb brother's not going to flip the table over and get bored of it. We have the attention span now to see through a game of Monopoly. We're stuck inside of our house, a lousy pandemic. Why not? Why can't you play with me? I don't want to play with you. Right. How about we play my game where I ask you questions? So Jen would rather play this, this game. Okay. Yeah, okay What's your favorite way to spend a day off? Oh, wow, that's really none of your business. Okay, how about you? <laughs> I like to I like to sit in a clean house. <laughs> yeah, this is more fun than Monopoly. You're right. This is really fun. Why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> You're so stressed out today. Okay, we're so in a silly mood today because you just what came I'm to work crying. with anxiety. Yeah. Oh, my heart was pounding. It still is right now. I don't know. I just have this ongoing anxiety. It just won't stop. Is it seasonal so, craziness, do you think? Because, like, probably, ah, so much to do before Christmas. I, yeah, and I have a, a week off next week, but I don't want it because yeah. I just want to get things done. Right. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. in that sort of mindset. Anyway, what type of music are you into? So I think <laughs> for my week off next week. I'm going to be the same way. I'm like, it's not going to be a week off. I've got like a dentist appointment. The cat has to go to the vet. I got to do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to end up coming into work like two or three days during the week. All my de- week off. This is Christmas does to me, my dear. Yeah. This, this Christmas means to me, my love. That song? Christmas means to me, we're stressed out. I'm so stressed. Hey, I have a question for you really yeah, quick. What's me. the best vacation you ever took and why? <laughs> okay. Jenny, also, why do you dress like this? She's wearing like a crazy uh, leopard print shirt I thought it was underneath cute. a sweater. It is kind of cute, actually. I love a collared shirt mm-hmm. um, poking through a sweater. I think it's really wholesome. And yeah. I was going for a wholesome vibe today. So with with like a I really like of like a print leopard on it. Print. Leopard print. <laughs> oh, someone's phoning us. We're not going on the air with this, are we? No, we're good. Okay, They're good. Phoning. We're doing this in the control um, room. One quick question. <laughs> yes. What was your favorite age growing up? Oh, do you know that I always have this thought while I'm sitting on the toilet? Yeah. I'm like, I'm young. Mm-hmm. I think about that. One day I won't be able to think that anymore. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I'll look at my hands and be like, these are not the hands of a young man no more. Mm, yeah. And I'll, I'll have that moment of like, wow, most of my life is behind me. But I've often thought, wow, it's so wild how young I am. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that at all of all ages. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember sitting in my parents' house, being like a teenager, being like, I'm a teenager, the prime of my life. Enjoy this. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of myself as a young person. Yeah, because I am young. I'm I'm also the youngest of my family, of my sisters, okay. of all my cousins, yes. the entire family. Both my parents have seven brothers and sisters, so I've got so many aunts and uncles, so many cousins, and I'm the youngest of all of them. Wow. Yeah, so I'm like baby, baby. I'm always young, but I really liked my 25th year last year. That was the best year of my life. Really? Yep. I remember 25 being pretty, yeah, a pretty good one too. You know what bothers me about when I look back at the years? I'm like. Why did I dress so poorly? How come it took me so long to learn how to what to wear? Oh, 
yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I've never really been good at dressing. I just kind of dress how I want, and I don't really know if it's good. It's usually pretty, like, gr- like I'm, I, I'm gross. Anyway, Could you take a picture your- of you in this outfit and use it as the cover of this week's podcast? Absolutely not. Great. <laughs> What's your favorite sleeping position, might I ask? Oh, okay. All right. That's a great question. Um, I'm like, I got all on my side. Yeah. And uh, right arm up and left arm like a Superman. So your right arm goes under the pillow? Under the pillow, yes. Yeah. Can I say, I'm having a raw trouble right now (laughs) with king-size pillows. Does anyone know where to get a deep... Okay. (laughs) A decent king size pillow because they're so long that the oh. the fluff like you put your head down in the middle of it, all the fluff goes to either side. Doesn't you know good? How about you just get a regular size pillow? I think yeah, but then Will they look, look small and weird on the bed. Oh, am I supposed to have kingers? Yeah, you put t- four little pillows in a row. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What about you? How do you? What are you? Oh, uh, what to am sleep? I sleeping like? Well, I always sleep on my shoulder. On my left shoulder. And uh, you know you can you can look at someone's face. You can see what side they sleep on if they're a side sleeper. Because their one crease, you know, from your nose to your mouth, that crease there. Yeah. One side will be more standy-outy as a wrinkle. Deeper, really? Yeah, deeper as a wrinkle. That's the word. Why? Yeah. So if you look at my face, yeah. my left side, it's more, there's always a wrinkle on that side. Why does it do that, though? Because it, you're it constantly your on your face, so it'll make a wrinkle there. Hmm, okay. I always turn away from my partner as well, and mm. they always take it as like, like, and this is every single night, they're always like, why are you so mad at me? But oh. I'm just like, oh, I'm not mad at you. I'm going to sleep now. Good night now, please. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's yeah. like we can cuddle at the beginning, and then I, you get my butt, and I'm going to go look over there. Yeah. And we're usually butt to butt. And you know what? I saw one of those dumb things that's like, what your sleeping position says oh, about you. Oh, shut up. Shut up about Right? That's so it's stupid. Like, oh, you guys have problems in your relationship if you're sleeping butt to butt. And I was like, no, actually, quite the opposite. Yeah. Hey, go, you go take a quiz. Yeah, quiz magazine. Master. Yeah. Today I was in a store and I saw someone who looked like you. Same, yeah, same uh, coat that you sometimes wear. And I almost yelled at them. I was really close to chasing down a stranger in a store. Oh. They were the same height as you, yeah. same little hooves, and <laughs> clip-clopping around, okay. and the uh, same jacket, and I almost scared someone so bad. But you know what I was doing there is mm. getting my flu shot. That's so great. Now, is a side effect of a flu shot, I feel crazy bones today, because as you are, like, having anxiety times, yeah. I am, like, just full of beans right now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I When I got my flu shot, I totally forgot that I got it. Huh. I didn't notice anything. I didn't feel anything. Right. It was just the easiest thing ever. Wow. See, I thought my, what do you call someone who gives you a flu shot? Administrator? Jabby poker? Yeah. Jabby poker. Well, my sister is a pharmacist, so I'd call her a pharmacist. Oh, we're saying that. I didn't know if you wanted to say that. What? That your sister is the one who gave you your flu shot. Oh, yeah. She gave me my flu shot. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so she was so good at jabbing and poking you? Oh, yeah. She's excellent. Wow, you yeah. didn't even feel because I feel it in my arm right now. You feel it? Oh, I didn't feel mine. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not like a pain. It's just like I can feel it. Do you think that maybe because you're thinking about it so much and expecting something that maybe in your brain you're thinking that something's happening? No, I don't believe in that. Okay, cool. Yeah, but aren't you so excited to get the COVID vaccine? Yeah. I am. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun day. I think, yeah, the vaccine is, is really cool. I think this year it's just so amazing, like, how quickly they were able to get it out. Yeah. People are like, it's too quick. You shouldn't take it. That's um, kind of, yeah, the opposite of that. Uh, the fact that everyone worldwide was on board, they were able to put all their resources together, um, all their money together was a huge one, and um, just get things rolling. Because a lot of the time when it comes to vaccines, the reason it takes so long is not because it takes long to create the vaccine, it's because they have so much waiting to do. Like all the policies have to go through mm-hmm. and all these approvals, and mm-hmm. it just takes so long. It's a lot of sitting and waiting. Yeah. So if you eliminate that, really, yeah, all vaccines should be around this time. That's how long it takes. Yeah. In the modern time of developing them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful. Because can you just imagine if it took four years of our lives 
to get back to normal, or otherwise we're just living with this horrible, horrible, and deadly thing yeah. for four more years. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like, I don't know if we could all do it, you know? Yeah, it would be really bad. It would be really hard for everyone's mental health. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. No no safety measures were, you know, put aside for this. It, yeah. It's all the same, if not even more safety measures. Yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, right. Sure. What's your favorite ice cream topping? <laughs> sprinkles. Really? You like sprinkles? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're bullshit. Fu- yeah, they are bullshit. There's no flavor. Yeah, they're bullshit. <laughs> I know, but they're fun. Oh, no. Give me give me some that uh, fudge or chocolate that hardens. Oh, that's you. That is, that is me. This is how we're different. Huh? You know what the most popular ice cream flavor? I saw this as a legit news story. The most popular ice cream flavor of 2020, guess what it was? Moose tracks. No, <laughs> but fun to say. Vanilla. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, we had a bad year and all we could handle was vanilla. Guess what? Vanilla is a flavor and it is my favorite flavor. I love vanilla ice cream. I love the smell and the flavor of ice- vanilla. Mm, Vanilla's nice. not- vanilla is not plain, okay? There's a difference between plain winter mint or whatever, <laughs> okay, and vanilla. It's different, but you're a chocolate daddy? I love chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoy chunks in my ice cream. I like to dig for them. Um, it slows me down a bit from eating ice cream, too. That's what I like to do is when I have sweets, I eat my sweets so slowly because okay. they're so precious to me. Yes. And I want it to last the longest as possible. So if I have to dig mm. for crunchies in my ice cream, it's a good it's a good thing. It slows me down. Mm-hmm. It really lets me dive into the experience of ice cream, and I love it. Okay, here's my new answer then is coconut. I love the little coconut. Oh. I love the flavor of coconut, and it's a little bit of a crunchiness, a little bit of a That's texture. Nice. Hey, have you ever had eggnog ice cream? Mm, yes. Yeah, that is, I think, a better, um, that, that. Come in, Come Tess. in, Tess. Here. Tess, come on in. Here, Tess is just going to join us here. Yeah, we're, we're just doing, doing podcast, a podcast. So, so you can, yeah. Here, jump on, on the mic. Hey, hey, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? Yeah, we're just talking about ice cream. You know, on the radio, it's just our podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's got a mask on. Art's here too now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. When I was a kid, it was chocolate. Chip mint. To the microphone. Oh, we can hear. You got we a mask on. We can hear. We can hear. Okay. Pop, when I was a kid, it was chocolate chip mint. Oh, mm, classic. Wow, that's quite an adult flavor profile for a young child. <laughs> really? I think so. As a kid, I really liked just straight up chocolate. Right? Yeah. I don't think I was allowed to have mint until I was in my late allowed. teens. What do you mean? You have to be 18 plus to have mint. Anywho. <laughs> it's I, like with toothpaste, right? You remember? You're like, oh, it's too spicy. I can't have the mint. I'll have bubble gum or yeah. berry at the dentist yeah. instead. But now as an adult, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. Like thinking of brushing your teeth with berries. Horrible. It's terrible. Anything right? but mint. Yeah. 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 Do you think that we learned that though? Because originally the cavemen used to chew on mint. Do you know about that? Oh. They would like take actual oh. mint leaves and like jam it in their disgusting mouths to freshen it up. I, so it I think that's a from. learned behavior that got yeah. like late developed in our evolution. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you, Tess, for Thanks, joining Tess. in. I'm glad I'll get you some ice cream sometime. Yeah. Okay. Love okay. you. Wow, that's really cool. Okay, yes. Eggnog ice cream is, I think, the superior way to deliver ice cream to your, or I mean, eggnog to your system. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had it and I don't agree with you, actually, um, <laughs> because I had this one and it was like rum and eggnog ice cream, like oh, together. Okay. That's <clears> and it ruined it for me. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like that. So, no. Because uh, I've been experimenting a lot with the non dairy alternatives to eggnog this year and in mm. the last few years. I really don't care for store bought eggnog, like one small glass, maybe, and like. Mm. watered down with some milk or something is yeah. better. Yeah, make sure you put eggnog or I mean like uh, nutmeg on top of it. Yeah. And then I'm done for the year. I don't get these people who guzzle gallons of it all throughout the month of December. Yeah. So I find that the almond milk or the even coconut oh. nog um, alternative is uh, a nicer eggnog experience, but ice cream as well. That's where the flavor profile really lives. Yeah, I like the the alternative milk ones. Um, We have Art Aronson here, who you often hear in the podcast, and now he is in the intro of the podcast. Art Aronson, welcome. Oh, thanks. Really? I'm in the podcast? You are often in the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. you make a little appearances once in a while. Mm -hmm. Well, I apologize to everyone for that. Oh. Can't take a compliment, Art Aronson, cat owner. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, what about you? Do you like ice cream? What's What's the question again? It was like, what's your favorite topping on an ice cream? Yeah, the oh, original oh, question. God. I love ice cream, and I like it more as I've gotten older. No. I found. Oh yeah. yeah. We are just sliding into that. We're gonna be those old men. You ever see what? Watch an old man eat an ice cream cone. It's like <laughs> everything they used to have for their wife, all the feelings and everything that they would do to their wife. That just like fades away, and instead they replace it with ice cream. Watch any old man sitting on a bench in the summertime with an ice cream cone. It is pornographic. Oh my god! And that's what we will become art eventually. Don't you agree? Yeah, and then it turns to Jello, right? Oh. <laughs> Everything turns to Jello. Oh my gosh, that's so true. The amount of like just pure bliss a person has when they're you know an older adult eating an ice cream cone. Oh, how sweet! Yeah, it's lovely. Wow, and it's dripping down their hand, and they don't even care. They don't no. need a napkin. No, no, get they're it. gonna let it. They're just gonna let it. Uh, back to the best topping. It's got to be something crunchy like peanuts. Bless your heart. Peanuts is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good for him. Like yeah. whenever I get like a Sunday, and it has peanuts, I ask for more peanuts. Bless it, your heart. It can't have enough peanuts. You know what my my move is at McDonald's when you want a whatever they're called a McFlurry. Mm. You get the Oreo McFlurry. You ask them to add fudge, the the hot fudge from mm-hmm. their sundays, mm-hmm. and then you ask for peanuts because they have those little peanuts for the side, yes. and then you put that inside, and it is the best McFlurry you can get. Okay, it is Christmas time, you guys. We're talking about ice cream here. Outrageous behavior. Tell no. me about. Your favorite Christmas treat. I am trying to find, because I'm not going to make shortbread cookies. I'm trying to find a decent store-bought shortbread, and it's tough. I bought some from one of the grocery stores. They looked good. I got to tell you, the flavor sucked. Shortbread. Yes, shortbread cookies are good. You want an actual shortbread cake? No, no, no. A cookie is fine. Oh, a cookie. I'm looking up the cookie right now. Okay, because you know it? I know it. It's a store-bought. And it, I want it to have that good shortbread. The texture's got to be there. I think it's called there. like Walters. Walkers. That's what it's called. Walkers. Walkers. Walkers shortbread. They're in, they're like a plaid red package. Uh-huh. They sometimes give you uh, them on planes. I've gotten them on a plane before, and it was awesome. But yeah, they're just these two little strips of shortbread. They're so good. Okay, yeah. You know what? That Single sounds packages. About, that actually does sound legit. Fairway right now on Quadra Street, really close to where we work. Yeah. They have this bar where they used to have the salad bar because you can't go to the salad <laughs> bar anymore because of obviously COVID. Yeah. They just have a bunch of cookies there and yeah. different cakes and stuff. And it's I go there way too often and I try and find some it new looks, cookie. Yeah, it looks like traditional cookies from different cultures, kind of. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like you can tell that these are cookies that are like, you know, from old tradition that just haven't changed the recipe, but no one really eats anymore because they're kind of gross. I probably gain three or four pounds <laughs> oh, a that's week. It? <laughs> yeah, maybe more. Oh. You're right. No, I mean like we're all just packing them on there. Yeah, we're You're all lucky if you that's all you got is three or four pounds on you. But no, like this week you brought to us the Kopenrath mit Air. Okay, so this has got to be German. Speculations. Speculatious. Yeah. Spiced ginger biscuits. And they're pretty good and especially dipped in coffee. Last yeah. week it was marzipan I had I brought in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a Turkish delight as well. Oh. Did yeah. you guys get any of that? Of yes, course. Yes. I suggest any of those for your holiday cookies. They were all good. They aren't too sweet, which is what I like about them, because I find, you know, you can get real heavy into the sweets with chocolate and everything, but they're mm-hmm. just kind of like, like, you don't have these flavors throughout the rest of the year. You know, they're very special and specific to Christmas. Are you guys going to do the New Year's resolution? I'm already looking forward to it. Like, January 1st, that is it. Jen, you're going to have to deal with me, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. for it, but like... I, that's enough. I've, I've been just in a, like all you know, creeping into the winter and, and Christmas months too, where I'm just like, nope, that's it. I have to eat tons of cookies and I have to eat an advent calendar. Oh, yeah. So and just eating like an absolute maniac. No Christmas and then January first. That's it. I'm just eating salads and that's it. I'm gonna okay. do that for months. You're good at that though. Do you think? Are yeah, you gonna do gonna, it too? This sure, year? I'll, I'll help you out with that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Art Aronson, for oh. joining our intro. You might hear him in this podcast. Who knows? Um, and we'll talk not next week because we're both actually taking a week off, and then uh, maybe what? the week after. Yeah. Bye, Art. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Oh, happy Friday. The day that never disappoints. Yeah. Speaking of disappointments, <laughs> this is the biggest disappointment, I think. But we all knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, I am like weirdly relieved. 
but uh, we've been following this monolith story for weeks now. Sure, everyone has. One of the monoliths, this metal structure, just showed up in the middle of the Utah desert, or yeah. a desert in Utah, then in Romania. Then and Cal- Once it showed California. up in California, I was like, okay, what video game is this an advertisement <laughs> for? Roll it out, let's go. Turns out it's these guys who are just like professional pranksters. They do like art pranks sort of thing. They're called the most famous artist. And um, yeah, they have been planning this for a long time, got this (laughs) monolith made, Uh and have now released that it actually was them, and it was just an artist doing a little installation. And now they're trying to make $45,000 on the monolith. At least, yeah, you can have a monolith of your very own, mm-hmm. just like one of these. If you have a spare $45,000, they want to sell it to you. So it's both a prank and a marketing gimmick for a thing they just in- invented. Don't you want monolith? Yeah. But, like, to be the most famous artist or seem to have a monolith in your house, is that like, wow, cool, you got one of the monoliths? Or, like, yeah. you're one of the monolith guys. <laughs> no. We're all annoyed now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did get some attention, that's for sure. World attention through this art installation. Um, but at what expense? People are already in a state of panic, and you put this monolith in the middle of the desert, and now everyone's thinking that it's aliens? That was the last thing we needed to Seriously. Toying with our heart like that. So there you go. If you want to um, not have any friends anymore, <laughs> go ahead and buy a monolith for forty-five grand. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. It's a national hey, don't day. Don't put that on me. Like I'm like, come on, Jen. This is important. Let's make sure we get together. Come on. Okay. This what? is such this like is a your... classic like radio person thing to talk about. You wouldn't believe it. It's National Cookie Day. Right. I know. I feel obligated to talk about it, but yeah. I will say that I really, <laughs> really like cookies. <laughs> you know what, Paul? Yeah. Me too. And I try to stay away from them the rest of the year because I'll just pick up a bag of cookies at like any of the grocery store bakeries. Yeah. And I'll polish that thing off in a couple of days if I'm not careful. So I try and stay away, but... It's Christmas time, Jen. So what do you think? I'm not going to bake a bunch of cookies and sugar cookies and what have you? I hope you do and bring them to work. Now, I do have an important question. Here because we go. I really want to make... We're saving short- this thing. <laughs> I really want to make shortbread this yeah. year. I've yeah, never yeah. made it before. But I've had people make it before and and it's not good. Yeah. You know, you can go terribly wrong with shortbread. You yeah. have to make it perfect in order for it to taste good. So I'm wondering if anyone has any recipes or tricks for like the perfect shortbread. You know those shortbreads that you get on the plane sometimes what? that are in like a little red package? Okay. Those are delicious. Are you sure that's a shortbread you're talking about? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's Biscoff? good. Biscoff. Maybe a Biscoff. I had just bought a package of Biscoffs. They're amazing to dip in coffee. They're not shortbread. Okay. But it's true. Shortbread is either the greatest cookie or it's junk. Yeah. Okay. Send us your tips. Send us your tricks. Okay. We, we want to know. We can check off the box that we talked about National Cookie right now. <laughs> Get your tree up yet, Jen? I I haven't. <laughs> you you want to though? I want to. I don't. I just haven't got around to it. You want to get a real one? A real uh, no, tree? no. It makes too much of a mess. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because I've got carpet, and I one time got a real tree, and I had pine needles in my apartment for years to come. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I have to buy a fake one, and oh. I also have cat. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to actually. Okay. Are you? Yeah, I got a real tree up. I love it. I, You know what I did is, uh, do you know Anna Wim House? They're just kind of in town here. They work with, uh, it's like street, um, what do you would call it, ministry Involved. or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, they work with people, on house people. So, yeah, I just went there. They had a pretty decent little selection, and, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was money. Don't get me mm. wrong. Like, I paid 75 bucks, and that wasn't even the nicest tree on the lot type of thing, but uh, it goes to a good cause, so I felt good about that. But did you know that there's a shortage of Christmas trees this year? Well, the demand is higher than ever. Apparently, a lot of uh, Christmas tree lots have been saying that it's twice as busy as it usually is, and trees are just getting snatched up. So if you want a Christmas tree, you got to do it quick. Now, here's the thing, because I like, obviously, I'm lazy, so it's nice to just go to a place, pay money, Mm. and especially if you're supporting a good cause like that. But 
I really want to do the Griswold family style, oh. go out into the woods and cut down a tree with my own bare hands, right. chew it like a beaver or something, I guess. Are you, are you allowed to just, I don't think you're allowed to do that. So here's the thing, you are, but you need a permit. Oh, okay. So the Ministry of Forest said that any British Columbian can apply for a permit free of charge in designated areas to go out on Crown, crown Land, pick your own... Griswold tree, complete with there's a squirrel and a koala bear inside <laughs> and all the sap and whatever, and, and cut it down and bring it home to your house. Interesting. So do you have to go to the forestry website in order to get that permit, I, I would assume? I would say that's the best place to go to the Ministry of Forests. And yeah. the nearest place around here, the nearest crown land where you can chop a tree down, yeah. is probably the Couch and Valley or the Port Alberni areas. Oh, a little too far, though, out of the city. Good to know, though, if you are from there. Yeah. Huh. All right, just be right, safe out there. Year. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like IKEA is going to stop printing paper catalogs. Wow, that's great. Seems like IKEA is pretty ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, I think other stores will definitely do it. I mean, they were ahead of the curve when it came to arrows on the ground, too. Oh, my God, you're right. And now I know why that stresses me out in the grocery store so much. I know. Having flashbacks to being Ikea with my girlfriend and us fighting, and then she breaks up with me when we're eating meatballs. That must be traumatic. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why I don't bring lingonberries to work anymore. Don't even say them! So I was trying to knock out some holiday favorites, you know, um, but I really want to get your take on this because I did yeah. have a discussion around my house this weekend about the uh, Grinch that stole Christmas and particularly the, the remake starring Jim Carrey. Right. Now, you've got some hot takes on this, Jen. I fall into like what I think is a broader category of people who was kind of disappointed with that movie, mm. who loved the classic 60s cartoon so much, mm. and then the new one came out, and I was all excited, and then I was really disappointed with it. Really? Yeah, so I see that there's a lot of um, mixed reactions about that movie, and I didn't really realize it until this year, but I have always loved that movie, the Jim Carrey remake. I know there's a, a new, new one that came out, which yeah, I'm not a big yeah. fan of at all, but this one I love. I think it's like one of the perfect characters for Jim Carrey because he is so like you know out there with his characters mm -hmm. um, it just like makes sense with the Grinch um, the music is fire it also has like Taylor Momsen who ended up being the lead singer of Pretty Reckless that's Cindy <laughs> Lou Who yes, mm -hmm. who just has an incredible voice for like a little girl it's yeah, like yeah, so yeah. amazing and yeah I just I love that movie so much Okay, here's my couple of things about The Grinch, because okay. I thought about this for years, okay? If they would have just taken the original cartoon, right. okay, with those production values, live action, and done a shot-for-shot -shot remake that was only 22 minutes long, I would have been happier with it. It's really? just padded out with a bunch of junk and nonsense. Yeah, and I would have oh. paid my full freight, full movie price ticket to see that movie and been happier with it. Here's my other thing. I just learned this recently. You can look it up because I don't even know if it's 100% correct. Huh? But I heard that the makeup was so brutal for Jim Carrey to wear yeah. that he had to train with, like, CIA operatives on how to, like, mentally deal with being tortured. That's how strenuous it was to be the Grinch. Yeah, and that's why the movie is so incredible because he went through all of that. Don't you think? No. All so I you're just going to discredit now because he went through all that? You're like, yeah, it's, it's silly that he had to do all that. All I can do is sit there being like, oh, my God, I can't imagine being tortured under Grinch makeup. No wonder he hated the music from Whoville. <laughs> Big congratulations to a young man from Victoria. Art was mentioning this in the news last week. Mm -hmm. And Art, like, somehow knows as well that uh, this guy is his owner. So he might be listening oh. right now. Taylor, what's up, dude? If you're listening, congratulations. Taylor McCartan, congrats. He uh, just got a deal on uh, Dragon's Den on the CBC. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like, wondering how hard it is to hold that secret to yourself because it airs way yeah. after it's actually filmed. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was on Dragon's Den and ended up, it was kind of a roller coaster, actually, because all of the, what are they called, dragons? Yeah. Uh, they all said no, and then he's walking out, and then all of a sudden... Arlene goes, Taylor, come back. I've got a deal for you. And right. It wasn't exactly what he was asking for, but uh, she's now a partner in it. And uh, hopefully that'll at least, the very least, get the name out there. Uh, he's created this thing called Bin Breeze with a few people. And it's this like powdery substance, almost mm -hmm. like um, a wood chip that you put in your compost. And it totally eliminates the smell of your compost as well as it kills um, flies. Yeah. And it's environmentally friendly. That's great. So... 
Number one, I think Arlene is the one you want to have on there. She's okay. like an OG dragon, yeah. too, you know? And she seems like, I don't know, she'd be the nice one to work with. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, now, Taylor, I have some ideas on how we can really, like, take this to the next we? level. Are yeah. you a part of the team now? That's right. <laughs> You've just included yourself. You got Arlene, you got old Publicino. You got me, too. Sure, sign me up, yes, Taylor. Hire I, me. I For zero percent, I have zero money. <laughs> This thing apparently kills fruit flies, right? Yeah. Here's what I want next. <laughs> okay. Because it's like a thing you sprinkle. Like you show yeah. you with a spoon, you sprinkle into your compost. That's great. Now, I want a liquid version that I put in a spray bottle, and I just want to be able to spray it around my house. Okay. Can you liquefy wood? Huh. Okay. Might have to get someone at Ubic <laughs> on this, and we're going to get some, like, scientists. Anyways, we liquefy it. We spray it around the house. Spray it on your nanners. And I really, now we really get the market cornered, Taylor. Isn't that just called And Arlene. On, no, on, like, on fruit flies. Oh. Get rid of the fruit flies. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to be richer than an astronaut <laughs> if you can get really rid of these fruit flies. Taylor, you're on your way. This is so wild. So Mario Lopez is starring as Colonel Sanders in the new Lifetime movie about KFC. It's called Recipe for Seduction. Secrets out, chicken man. Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. What the heck? Oh, I don't know if that's so absurd, Jen. In fact, I've actually been writing a melodrama based on our own favorite Vancouver Island chicken place, Chicken on the Run. You have? Oh, sure. Here's a taste of it. Tell me, darling, why don't you reach for me like you used to? Is it the grease stains you leave on everything? And why are you always driving over to a Esquimalt? A wedge has come between us, one that can't be dipped in gravy. I used to be drawn in by your eyes, and now I only want these thighs. Oh. Battered and deep fried, of course. How, how dare The Afternoon Zone presents Passion on the Run. If I could grow wings, I'd fly away from you. Oh, please. They'd only be good for broasting. Oh. Well, today I was uh, at the dollar store buying a whole bunch of cards. I've got we've got like fifty cards to give out, and uh, I was finding it really difficult to find cards with like an appropriate saying inside. Yeah, I couldn't find any blank ones, so I had to just use what they had. And um, yeah, there's nothing that's 2020 like centric, at least that I found at the dollar store. Well, and especially this year too, it's like. That's all you pretty much can do. It's like yeah. you, your card game better come in hot this year because that's how you're going to have to celebrate with a lot of people. Yeah, so I was like looking through these cards and it would be like, oh, I hope you surround yourself by all with all your loved ones nope. this holiday season. I was like, <laughs> nope, can't do that. <laughs> nope, okay, no next. Good. It was like, I hope you get kissed under the mistletoe this season. No, no please no, don't no, do that. No. Unless you live with a person. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking that a lot of these cards have to have a lot of edits. There's going to be a lot of crossing things out yes. and adding little 2020 centric clips in there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's all you can do mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to me that they didn't plow out the like greeting card industry didn't plow out a bunch of like 2020 specific mm-hmm. i guess that would be weird and depressing to get a card being like remember pandemic anyways happy new year this year sucked merry christmas <laughs> but it does play into my theory jen your yep. experience what's that i have a theory that all christmas cards were created enough for a full century back in like 1942 <laughs> and they just keep rolling out the exact same ones every single year. I mean it's a smart it's a smart gig until 2020 happens and you have to redo all of them. Oops. Oopsie. Yesterday, Art in the News had uh, the fact that in the 2024 Olympics in uh, Paris, there's going to be like a bunch of very cool new sports that'll be up for medals, mm-hmm. like surfing and rock climbing. And we were like, oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. I, you know, these are awesome sports to watch. They're very cool. Uh, they're supposed to appeal to the younger people. And as like quasi younger people ourselves, I'm super down with those. The thing we didn't think about is how popular those are. Are here on Vancouver Island. Yeah, think about it. Tofino, one of like the surfing areas in the entire world, the sure. biggest surfing area in the ti- entire world, is on this island. So a lot of surfers here, a lot of rock climbers as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I have a feeling Victoria is just going to slay in the 2024 Olympics. Yeah, and in fact, there's a, like a nice article in the paper today just about uh, the all the athletes from Vancouver Island mm-hmm. uh, who are like 
getting after it and going after Olympic uh, medals. And th- wouldn't that be so great? Mm-hmm. Not only are we cheering on these sweet sports, but yeah, it's like people from right around the island. I'm so excited for that to develop. And hopefully Islanders do really well in the Olympics coming up. Um, here's something that's interesting. Okay. That came across my timeline, Jen. Now, I don't know the legitimacy of this. It's it's a survey that's floating around on Facebook right now. Okay, well. About a proposed surf park in Victoria. Okay, so we don't know who started the survey. No. But it is happening on Facebook. Yeah, and it's it's like a company. Like, clearly somebody is interested in possibly doing this. A surf park. So is that one of those things where it's like the artificial wave and you hop on it and then you, like, do training through that? Because I... Spent a lot of time on TikTok just watching the bail videos right, yes. from the, from those surf parks. So that would be pretty cool to see. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I mean that's I think what it is. It mentions in the survey other uh, like artificial surf parks, like yeah. I guess there's one at West Edmonton Mall. But oh, cool. I think the thinking here would be that it would be like somewhat in the ocean. I feel like if you just talk about it enough, it could happen, right? Someone okay. will hear and then make it happen. So if you have the connections to do that, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see it in Victoria. Now, Paul, I am a little bit surprised because you're one of the people who lines up for every new <laughs> Apple product. Nope. It's like Christmas for you okay, every month when they release all well, these new products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm very happy because I, you know, get the the you know, hand leftovers, the hand-me-downs. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, But they just announced that they have these new AirPods, but they're the ones that go over the ears. They're gigantic. They're like... They're like the ones we wear for work. They're they're cans, okay? Yeah. That's what we call That's what we call them in the radio business, the big old over-the-ear headphones. Yeah. They're cans. Right. And I, I don't know. I don't have the love for these. Like, I love my earbuds. Just boop, pop them in your ears. Mm-hmm. I don't walk around. I'm not a cool... Like, who does that? A DJ, I guess? Who walks around with, like, headphones on, like, Beats headphones? Cool young kids? Oh, I see, I see people do that, and I think they do look really cool. But yeah. it scares me walking around with that because it, like, really cancels out the noise. Right. I don't want noise canceling when I'm walking around because I want to be aware of what's happening around sure, me yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But um, I know people who do that for, like, working out. They look really cool doing that. With, like, over-the-ear cans oh, on? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the other ones kind of fall out and get in the way if oh, you have okay. a wire, too. So, Got yeah. it. All right, so, so Apple's got a version of, of those for you now. They're <laughs> called AirPods Max, which is hilarious because they're not really pods, aren't they? No. Big old pods. Yeah. <laughs> And here's the real thing about because they do everything that your AirPods do now, right? They're just wireless. They sit on top of your head. Okay, great. You can take phone calls on them. Got it, got it, got it. They are 549 US dollars. US dollars. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So for well over $600. And again, like we use are over they, the ear. What? Are they like studio quality or something? <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure yeah. they. I saw a great tweet today that was like, for that amount of money, they better be so good that I can hear my loved ones from the afterlife. <laughs> okay, seriously, like, how good could they possibly be to be that good? And like, yeah, I can tell because we have ear- headphones. Mm-hmm. We buy these like every ever couple of years. We need to buy new ones. They break mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Those are like the trickiest, flimsiest. Uh, most susceptible to breakage, and for six over six hundred Canadian dollars. Yeah, that's wild. You gotta really want Apple to be on top of your head. I'm surprised you don't want those still, though. What am I, Isaac Newton over here? Get it? <laughs> that's a smart joke. Good one. People are saying that the new AirPod Max smart case from Apple looks like either a purse or something to hold your, you know. Oh, like your tatas, jugs, knockers, blorps, beebs, chichis, heavy hangers, your double lattes, your tater tots, your flapjacks, your tietsies, snuggle pups, your Regis and Kelly, like the yin yang twins. Yeah. Oh, so it looks like a knocker locker, a flopper stopper, an old nipple knapsack, like an over the shoulder boulder holder. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I guess it does. I said months and months ago mm-hmm. that we were going to get the vaccine on Christmas Day. And so for it to be approved today here in Canada on December the 9th, wow. I think that counts as a caboose on the old Paul is oh, right train. right. You're, yeah, okay. Sure, <laughs> whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> I got a tra- train noise. But anyways, that's great news. This is the real light at the end of the tunnel, the beginning of the end of this lousy, stinking pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. And do you remember that uh, there was an octopus named after Dr. Bonnie Henry? Well, there's a lot of things named after Dr. Bonnie Henry now, but there was specifically an octopus on Vancouver Island. Remember it. Yeah, a poster of it up in my wall. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's the biggest celebrity on Vancouver Island. Well, it is going to be released from Vancouver Island Aquarium. It's done its little recovery, wow. and it's going back into the ocean where it was found. So Dr. Bonnie Henry is going back into the great big sea. That's so great. Congratulations, and, Dr. the Octopus. And, you know, octopuses are some of the most brilliant creatures out there, so I think that name matches up pretty well, and I'm sure, you know, that octopus will go on to do great things like, you know fend off a deadly virus to mm-hmm. the other fishies in the sea. Um, uh, Jenny watched a documentary about octopuses recently and cried. I did, yeah. It was that like teacher octopus documentary. <laughs> it made me never want to eat an octopus again. So. Oh, really? I would definitely recommend watching it. Octopuses are so incredibly smart. Wow, how wonderful. Yeah. Well, now I can only imagine, because I'm just so excited again about vaccine, I'm imagining an octopus giving me a vaccine. I think that would be really fun and neat. It could do eight people at once. And <laughs> also, do you think Dr. Bonnie herself is going to get out there and put some needles in arms? She's oh, a doctor. Maybe, She yeah. can give the vaccine, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Knows how to do it. Do you think she'll get out there and do that a little bit? I feel like that could be a contest, win a vaccine with Henry. Oh, my gosh. If I can get in line for that to get my vaccine yeah. from Dr. Bonnie Henry, what an absolute treat. <laughs> They started making these new Bugs Bunny cartoons. Hmm. Not to mention they're going to make a new Space Jam movie. You know about that, right? No. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, oh yeah, I think LeBron James is going to be in it. I tried watching Space Jam a little while ago. Couldn't get through it. Doesn't hold up? Doesn't hold up for me. Dang. But I remember it being a huge thing in my childhood and loving it. But wow. yeah, as an adult, I guess I don't really like it that much. Okay, I think you're wrong. Oh, okay. About that? That's interesting that People, you think that. I, I haven't seen it since it came out. I respect but I think it- your opinion, um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to decline your opinion. Yeah. Cool. I reject that. I think it's supposed to be really good. Anyways, the new voice of Bugs Bunny <laughs> is a guy from uh, Scarborough, Ontario. Get out. What a gig, right? He voices yeah. Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and like a handful of I think the Tweety Bird and all this. That's a dream. Huge dream gig, but he actually has a side hustle where he, because he's like, you know, a Canadian guy, obviously, but he lives in the States, you know, making a go as a voice actor. And so he's a side hustle where he sells T-shirts with like Canadiana on it. Oh, wow. So, and the biggest seller is the Mr. Dress Up t-shirt because he grew up with Mr. Dress Up and he's like, Mr. Dress Up was a huge influence on me. And look at this kid. Now he's a voice of friggin' Bugs Bunny. Wow. Shout out to that person. Well, give me a double horns for Mr. Dress Up. Yeah. That guy was unreal. Were you more of a Mr. Rogers or a Mr. Dress Up? I'll tell you what. I'm a a Fred Penner guy mostly. Hmm. Crawling through the tree in the woods, okay. talking to birds. That's my vibe. Cool. Good to know. Congratulations and a happy anniversary to the IKEA monkey. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, people are really online right now um, uh, spreading a love and awareness. And I, and like it's not like a momentous or a like a nice round number of an anniversary. It's the eighth anniversary of the IKEA monkey, but I just feel like people are longing for a simpler time. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we had good news today about the vaccine here in Canada and everything, I think people wanted to just be like, that's great. It'll be a while yeah. before we're all immune. So let's think about the time that a monkey wore a jacket. Yeah. So what happened was that that monkey was just found at a Toronto Ikea wearing this like big, puffy, beautiful jacket. Yeah. A um, nicer a piece hat. of clothing that I have ever worn in my life. Yeah. It was a very like uh, fancy looking monkey. Yeah. And uh, it ended up getting rescued as well. And I think it's doing well now. There's like a story online about how well it's doing. Yeah. It's my real goal. Monkey's name is Darwin, by the way. Just okay. so remembers yeah. um, that I would want. This is how they were describing the monkey back then and I hope for all of us to be described this way at some point. Stylish but illegal monkey found (laughs) roaming Toronto Ikea. (laughs) Well, Jen, we all know that uh, Robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest while gathering his bits of twine and twig. (laughs) Though intent on his pursuit, he has a merry tune to toot. Wow. And that's... uh, That's beautiful. Thanks. I didn't write that. That's from Spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins. That's where it's from. Yes, and that song's in the news right now. Look, this is one of my favorite all-time childhood songs. Mm -hmm. I do put it on, especially on chores day when I'm like, oh, God, I get to clean the bathtub area, scrape the toilet and all that. 
I'll put on a little spoonful of sugar. I mean, yes, it makes any task fun. That's the idea behind <laughs> the, the song, right? Yes. If you make a game out of any task, it's great. So the story behind the spoonful of sugar is that uh, one of the writers of the song, his son, like, hated getting inoculations and shots and stuff when he was little. Yeah. And one day he came home from school, and they were like, oh, I had to take our polio vaccine today. And the dad was like, well, how did it go? And he says, well, it was fine because they just, like, squirted the vaccine on a sugar cube and then just take it like that. And the kids, like, loved it. Yeah. And that's why the dad was like, oh, my God, I got an idea for a song. And then that's why he wrote that song. Right. So it's like making, like, vaccinations more enjoyable. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, exactly, even if you're afraid of them. Um, of course, they quit doing the polio vaccine like that because it, like, wasn't as good, so they, yeah. they switched to the needle. But the point is now, and that son, the son of the guy who wrote the original Spoonful mm-hmm. of Sugar song, is trying to raise awareness and spread the word that, you know, this beloved song has mm-hmm. a connection to vaccines in this way. Yeah, and polio especially, you know, that doesn't exist in modern days because of the vaccine. Uh, and, exactly. And, you know, it is, yeah, just uh, a little reminder to trust the people who, you know, have been spending their entire lives making the vaccine and, and studying and researching these mm-hmm. topics and to trust the people, scientists, um, in these really, really hard times. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to having a little jab in the arm next year whenever that get around. Whenever I get on, on the list of importance, <laughs> when there's like dumb idiot Paul Blastino, wherever I am on that list, yeah. I can't wait. And if you're a little nervous about, you know, a needle or whatever, hit it, Jen. For a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, the medicine go down, just a spoon. Full of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. You know, in a way through, I saw this last night, some like, uh, like a fake Zoom office Christmas parties, a nice little fundraiser. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's cute. And, you know, you and I even are on the uh, party planning committee around here. Yeah. We decided this year, though, because that was an option, right? Should we do the Zoom office Christmas party? Yeah. We love our office Christmas party every year. I have so many good memories and, you know, classic, sketchy, bad office holiday party memories. I feel like those are the wildest parties every year. The they, ones that have to do with the office. They're so fun, but yeah. we just were like, okay, obviously we can't do it in real life. Mm-hmm. And we thought about the virtual one, and then we were like, no uh, one wants to do that. No, it's not fun, you know, just sitting at home by yourself and in front of a computer and having a drink. I don't know. It's not for me. It wasn't for a lot of us. Not for the office. So, I don't know. Like, And I felt good about that decision, but then I also was like, Sad. Is this the wrong thing? Do people want to gather over Zoom for Christmas? Well, I think there's, you know, the right ways to do it. Um, what we did is we just kind of had a meeting, a regular team meeting yeah, that we usually had. The and, the then, and then just had some prizes thrown out in the middle of it, which I thought brought up spirits pretty well. People were happy to win stuff. Totally. And we're going to, like, you know, have a little bonus action. Yeah. But I mean, that's what people want this year. I like what you and your friends are doing is that cocktail party. Over Zoom. I think that's a great idea. So this is different, right? Between your friends, it's a slightly different situation. Yeah, yeah. we're going to, this Friday, have like a couple of cocktails. We're all going to make the same cocktails and drink them. Nice. Over Zoom and, you know, play a few games and whatever like that. But no, I'm interested. Because again, that's friends. Yeah. Specifically to the office party. Is anyone doing that this year? Yeah, what does that look like for you and your office since you're all working from home? Any, like, yeah, any workspace. Are you doing the work holiday party over Zoom this year? And is it any good or is it as cringy and horrible <laughs> as we imagined it would be? We didn't have an office party, but a couple weeks back was my buddy's champagne birthday, 30th on the 30th. Ooh. He was very bummed out uh, in the weeks leading up, as was his fiance and her and I had many text messages like, what are we going to do to make this guy's birthday special? So in the end, we did a big video Skype call with a lot of our friends. But what we really did that really brought it home and went over handsomely was, are you guys familiar with the app uh, Cameo? Yes. Yeah. We dropped a cameo. Who was it? Can we know who who was the celebrity that you got? It was Jan from The Office. Oh, <laughs> my the God. Office fan. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, if anyone is listening and don't know what Cameo is, this is this amazing service 
where like let's be honest it's like lower tier celebrities okay, who I needs a little cash <laughs> and for a bit of money they will record a personalized video for your friend for birthdays and whatever right that's it you know we had a bunch of drinks we played some online games you know among us like just some free online games we had a blast my mind has been changed i think the office christmas party could work wow. it just requires a little bit more effort a little bit more creativity and then people will be excited about it. Because, that, yeah, that sounds amazing. I would lo- have loved to be a part of that. Right. But the Office one especially, too, for your workspace, to get someone yeah. from the TV show The Office, like, that would be so incredible. And the Among Us is a nice touch, too, because I think everyone in every workplace has got somebody that they would like to secretly murder. <laughs> <laughs> in a video game form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. The truth comes yeah. out during that game. <laughs> Right? Oh, my goodness. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening. And if you like this podcast and you want to listen to more, we can't recommend highly enough. Uh, We are on and have and contribute to two other (laughs) podcasts on the Zones Little Podcast Network. Um, I am uh, on the uh, Geek Out Podcast, and Jenny, you do the rag, which this week was phenomenal. Listen to it. I really, really loved it. Um, Yeah, you had the owner of this Intamo place, this new like sex shop that's just opened up. Yeah, yeah. So we had Ariel on. She's from yeah Intamo, which is in Fernwood, and they are kind of they've become a like community hub for creators and they really try and focus on BIPOC creators, Mm. uh, women and queer owned businesses as well. Yeah, we talk about pleasure, sexual pleasure, masturbation, sex toys, her favorite products, uh, which is a good time right now because Christmas is coming. Um, And it's good to support local too. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to the RAG period podcast. Uh, It's on Spotify. You can also just go to thezone.fm. I thought it was a great, great podcast. I like. I'm always listening. I'm always like wanting to chime and chirp in because it's such a like great pod in that way. Like Aww. it's such good conversation, and uh, it's very relatable. It's not just for ladies. Let's just say that off the hop. Right? No. It's like for everybody. It's really informative. Yeah, and with the Geek Out podcast, what a pleasure to listen to that show because it's all the coolest friends who we all miss <laughs> so dearly here at the station. And it's like you're just hanging out with a bunch of friends, just geeking out on a bunch of uh, fun things. I mean, I don't relate to any of the topics. I'm not a geek, but it's fun to hear your take on things I don't know anything about. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. This week, yeah, there's a lot going on this week and and right now in like all geekdom and fan culture and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, We spend about 25 minutes every week just dissecting the latest Mandalorian episode, (laughs) which is a little about the same amount of time that it actually takes to watch the episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's really, really fun and we're all having a great old time on it, talking about all that fun stuff. Again, you can go to thezone.fm and check out the podcast page.